we have three other seasons worth of shit to make sure we know this or not, right? It's a little bold to say that, oh, it's the first first girl of the year. Oh, that she's she's up there with the waifus this year? Yeah, I mean, she is. But that's the best part. Marin can be anybody. She's a cosplaying god. She can Marin is life. Marin is life. Marin is love. All right, fine. Fuck it. Clap me off, my dude. I got to do the thing. Welcome back to Ebology, everybody. I'm your tired but confused Professor Ricky. <laughs> What's up? I'm your Professor Ethan. I'm tired and confused because I did a whole binging sesh. One season, just four hours, real easy. Yeah. But I'm confused as to why Why is it like almost like synonymous that it's like tiring now to binge? Binging is not a... Remember how there's there's memes that are just like, Oh yeah, I'd rip like three anime a day and just like absolutely crank out like twelve hours of anime watching and you know be uh, none the wiser or anything like that. But now one season gets me all uh, all sunken. Yeah, I don't know. I I would say currently it's probably just like a environmental factor. I uh, figure there's a lot of pollen going around <laughs> and. Uh, I pretty much wake up tired uh, these months. <laughs> you wait, you, just, you wake up tired. Oh, just like absolutely despondent. <laughs> Good use of despondent. You feel that the pollen has something to play here. We're gonna call it environmental issues. I certainly someone? think that if we could just kill all the trees, I'd be way happier this just, time of month. <laughs> just scorched earth policy. Just get the trees out of here. I guess whichever ones spew pollen. Whatever one is being loud about their yeah. sexual conquests. Right. Stop with that. I mean, I'm kind of tired of having their stuff in my brain. I'm a little you know sick I mean. of it, too, frankly. Yeah. Deciding what allergy medicines I need to take this They're, year. Trees are problematic. Why They're is nobody talking about this? Because I think there's other trees that are a little more benign about their oxygen making, but That's some of I'm them saying. are a little loud about it. Trees are problematic. Some are. And oh, I think fuck them. All. Burn all. them all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more of a conifer guy. I think the pines. Yeah, got, I do like conifers. The pines got the game down. They're you know. like... I think they might have. I never inhaled a pine cone, I'll tell you that. That's probably true. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day when I was a young lad climbing those, and I'd rather climb those than a maple. Maple Maples are For sure. abrasive. Annoying. Bad. It just got me nostalgic about the days, you know, back in school. You know. Back in the days when we were young. Back in the days when we were young. Something sounds like a loaded gun. Whatever that song is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But speaking about being young... We got a we got a show we're talking about this week that you know oh I, oh yeah and it's funny because it's not just the talk of the town right now but it's one that I think Ethan was like a little wishy washy on in the chat like a little yeah yeah not not real hot on um you know he I I'm curious to hear what he has to say about this because right. I knew he was like you know I think he actively said somewhere in the fifties for this one but. Right, right. We'll see what happens. So, Ethan, <laughs> yeah. you, Ethan you want to do the honors? It was good. Sure. So, this week we we're talking about the worldwide sensation, My Dress Up Darling. Ooh, M Dud. Let's go. Yeah, M Dud for yes. those who love it. My Dress Up Darling. I just binged it. I just binged the whole thing. And clearly, I was kidding about Ethan's. He, like, Ethan's been, he's been hot, hot, hot on this. In more ways than one. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, like, I want to hear your initial thoughts because, like, this is. 
your review of this show via Discord, you know, one dollar up, patreon.com slash ubology, but also like to me and just like when you're actually actually watching it weekly, which is something you also um will wait on sometimes. But this one grabs your attention quick, early, and hard, frankly. So sure. So um I originally started watching it in an effort to combat our critics who seem to think that we only watch one type of show. I don't know what you mean. They, for some reason, think you watch way more different types of show than I do, and I don't know if I agree with that. I think I, we both I, I, equally I, watch I random shit. I actively disagree with their opinion <laughs> yeah. of that. I'll take their opinion of that right. in our Discord. The people are just like, yeah, Ricky just branches out so much more, and I'm like, no, I fucking don't. Yeah, it's very <laughs> odd to me. Absolutely, um, I don't do that. They have this very interesting opinion about you just being like this benevolent god, and I'm like, yeah, oh, we how, do the same thing, though. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> right. It's so, great. Uh, that is nice for you. It is. Um, but, we all have our time in the sun, right, I guess. But, you know, you yeah. gotta actively combat these you know, hurtful stereotypes every now and then. But you kind of locked in, which is interesting. You jump, So if you jumped in knowing like, all right, fine, we watch more than just shonens and signings and you jumped sure. in, but I noticed the switch in you that this was quite the viewing experience. So I, I felt like I needed to, but like uh, your initial thoughts, like what, what about this particular romance slice of life that maybe stood out from the others from the rip? I want to like, just from like episode, like the religion of three. Like the the first three, yeah. Um, I think it's different from. I mean, I really can't name too many shows that are similar. I think I can't either. People have said like Nagatoro. I personally disagree infinitely. Yeah, I watched I, Nagatoro. I, it's not similar at all. Like, there's very little similarities, if any. Yeah. I mean, a boy and a girl that fall in love. Like, whoa! Congrats. <laughs> you just got a whole genre or a couple, at least Humongo. a couple genres. <laughs> Big brain, <laughs> wrinkles galore. The wrinkles um, are abound. But I did, I did find like you could take bits and pieces of other shows that maybe not even are necessary. I mean, obviously, are not necessarily shown in shows, and I could feel kind of like, kind of a a grab bag style of like different, maybe not tropes, but different like feelings that you get from this show in particular. I gotta admit, um, yeah, it, I, I think it, it hit a lot more close to home than I think of uh, a couple other romance ones that I have seen, and I don't know. It just, to me, this show stands out because of the authenticity of our titular characters, or at least the ones that were front and center the entire time. I mean, so that is one thing I did want to mention, and I might as well throw it in now. Like, there is a startlingly f- small cast in this show. And I startlingly for for good for for the betterment of the show, right? right? That because we have like you can count maybe the entire cast on both your hands, right? Like maybe six, right? Seven even, and you're sitting there thinking like we're just following the same fucking people for like four hours, but then you realize that's like they're putting the actual work in both visually narratively character development wise everything is in service of one thing and that is the relationship between our characters gojo and marin now 
but I I think also like as far as like a relationship blossoming kind of goes, like sure. this was the most organic I think I've possibly ever seen in an anime. It was wild to witness that. Where like it, it's really starts off as like both of them having a passion, yeah, and not finding anybody to connect with about that passion, or you know, in Gojo's uh, case, right? Somebody actually right. like. When he was a little kid, like called him a creep because he liked dolls, right? Like making these jo- dolls. I want to come back to that um, visual narrative usage of one of the tools they had in the show, but it will give the students a bit of context. You do have two high school students, one not so popular, one very popular in her own right. And it turns out that their secret passions, one Gojo loving making Hina dolls, which it's a very traditional Japanese art. He took after his grandpa's, uh, you know, traits or passion. He's just like, I want to make dolls just like you. And he's very, he's a very good seamster. I think seamstress is the female version, so seamster makes logical sense to call him. So be a tailor, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, tailor. <laughs> fine. He he's a really good tailor. But then you have Marin who is very popular in her own right, but also has a hobby she can't really relate to her friends at school, and that would be she likes to cosplay. Also, she leans into the dating sim kind of etchy hentai shit. So right. that's she leans, that's her, that's her genres, but also she just loves to cosplay. And some of it's like magical girls. And, you know, she's a, she's a weep. She's, she's one of us. Right. She's a true student, all the things considered. And Gojo and Marin kind of find each other when he has a breakdown on his, on his sewing machine. He has to come to school and use the one at school. And she finds out. Right. And she wants, she wants him to make her a costume. She's like, oh shit, you can sew? You can sew? You can actually do the, the one thing about cosplaying that I'm shit at. Yeah. You're good at. Can I get you to make me something? And he doesn't just make it. He fucking makes it. Right. And here we see, it's more, it, it's, it's not just about their relationship. It's also a converging of two passions. Like, a passion that can help another's passion like and i found it very interesting one thing that i did find i wanted to mention that of making traditional hina dolls gojo's bad at making faces rather making the dolls themselves he's good at the clothes if only that's the first thing i thought if only he had a perfect ready made doll to tailor for and here we are <laughs> we have marin who is just this yeah, I think absolute that's kind of the point of the I get sorry the, I just really want, the titular character I, I know I just wanted to, I wanted to make a note because I was really happy like they're not just fulfilling each other's passions they're also fulfilling each other's lackings which is great it's not just her lacking the ability to make clothes he lacks the ability to make a good doll for set clothes so right there right so you take perfection incarnate which is Marin and you throw her <laughs> in whatever he makes. Um, no, but I, I don't know. I, I view this as like literally the least toxic possible anime relationship in history. Yeah. Because it's completely positivity. But like, like you say, it's like positive for both sides, right? Like both people are getting something out of this, this burgeoning relationship. Sure. You know, regardless of whether they do end up, you know, getting together is like, right. Gojo has had zero friends and you see multiple times like there's these these moments 
And as like sort of this, uh, you know, like personal martyr type person that I am, like I can totally imagine being like, well, this what fucking is- <laughs> dying piece doesn't actually want to hang out with me. You know what I mean? Like I can totally understand that feeling. And so like those situations where he was constantly like, yeah, when this is done, like um, I don't get to done, hang out with her anymore. You know? right? like, yeah, it's I'm, over. I remember, I remember him saying that it was at the, the cosplay event that like, once, right. once we're done here, I made my, I've made her costume. I'm done here. So it was very interesting. And I think, but that, I think it's, yeah, just quickly. Sure. It's kind of like another, almost like a, um, commentary on society. Like everything feels extremely transactional. Right, where it's yeah, like you yeah. have something I want, and when I get it, I'm Gonzo. That was the one thing I was gonna say is that he, Gojo as a as a character, I think I like a little more in some cases than Marin because I think we students, professors, and everyone in the middle alike of this particular brand of study or passion of anime, I think we felt what he and maybe to some degree what Marin's felt where. You know, you can't really, in the past, you couldn't really display this love for this weird niche thing uh, publicly until recently. I think animes, now we've talked about this, has really gained such a mainstream, like, foundation that you could probably come out and say, like, oh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go see an anime movie. And they're like, dope. All right, cool. What are you going to see? So, I mean, I, I kind of feel... But I will say, okay. somebody like Marin could have said that at any point in time, and I wouldn't be like, yeah, totally. That's why I think Gojo is a more relatable character, and why <laughs> why it's great that he is our, kind of, our perception into this world, not Marin. We're not following Marin's story, we're following Gojo's relationship with Marin Blossom. And I love that he's been reclused, but in the same way we get on mic every week and talk about this. We toil and look at the details just like Gojo. So like, I love the fact that we're following him because I feel like while they relate on their weird niche passions that can't be related to the majority of the world, I like Gojo's approachability to it, his tenacity to learn the thing, but also his almost unapproachability with like, the some of the nuanced or the other aspects of this genre, which I think that's a good segue into a very heated conversation about this show, and that's the just etchy. wait for a second. You oh, you want to you want okay? Well, let's well because I there there's different points where he was like afraid to essentially ask her for an extended timeline. Yeah, but it was just like a, a there was no real timeline. It's just like something that he came to a different conclusion than. Like, I, th- I think it's important to talk about the two different characters. Like, he's very introverted and, like, obviously didn't have a lot of social interaction with other kids. Right, right. Whereas yeah. Marin is just, like, she's kind of, like, so whimsical. And, like, a character that I would um, kind of connect her to or think is an, a good analog is the main chick from uh, Your Lion April. Where we she's, just, about, she's yeah. just, like, one of those human beings, like, you see and you're, like, this world is for her right like yeah they just act and it's not like necessarily a negative but they act in such a way where it's just like how do you even operate right it's yeah. just like it's like world the world physics that do not apply right and you somehow make it work that's the one thing, right right and, and like as far as like them getting like closer as friends and yada yada even you know i guess 
business partners in some regard. Yeah, they're like they're... <laughs> uh, I. I just I loved how she was able to. Like she didn't change for him in any way. She was just like herself. She just revealed. And she was more able to kind of drag him into kind of like the light, so to speak. Of yeah, like you know, he had never been to the ocean. He had never stepped into the ocean, and they lived down the street. Right. He had never gone to a fireworks festival. He lives down the street. It's just like she like essentially pulls him, kicking and screaming in some regards. Like not actually because he's too reserved. Yeah, but right, right. Toward like <laughs> like actually experiencing life what's interesting there is that uh, to your point she never changed for him she just revealed more and more of herself just kind of peeled back some of the layers But she's like kind of an open book from the rip that's and that's the other thing right is that he is like his grandpa said you just have to experience more things so she is that window into the rest of the world that he never had and like She's always been an open book, but he's starting to open up and listen to that, right? So he may not be peeling back the layers. She's not so reserved where it's always that way, but he's starting to realize them. You see that a couple times in the show, like the way she lights up at certain things or the way she dresses in a certain way and not just with cosplay. And he's just like, okay, learning the little things and he's starting to pick up on that. So it's fascinating the way that they're their characters and i almost feel like it's a little cliche this this open book whimsical chick or or one character and the reserved but talented uh, you know other character i'm not even putting genders on it cuz it can definitely be switched but i've seen this before i just think it was this feels almost like not a subversion of slice of life romance but a refinement of it Certainly, this is no reversion. Uh, There's no, this is no subversion. No here. subversion. We're not getting anything terribly new here, right? But you, I, are I would say, something... this is very typical of like a Japanese romance. Sure, dork loser guy and like just dime piece woman, <laughs> dime piece woman. But it's just refined. It's just perfectly right. honed in. You know, and I, I don't know. It's just, but I'm trying to before I get to the the edgy conversation. I'm trying to find out exactly why it's the like the exemplary example. I'm missing a bit of that. Like I'm set, I'm standing. I, mean, I feel like we've been talking about it for the last 18 minutes, and that's the reason. But that I, wanna... I was so bought in is like she's pulling this guy into like reality essentially. Um, but it's almost like it's it's different because she not only is like pulling him into her reality, but she's also realizing and recognizing his own like love for dolls and making dolls, right? She never once like made him feel bad or weird about this passion that he has. Of course, yeah. And like, I think that's, you know, as anime fans of our age, yeah, there was, there was definitely points when it's like, you do not tell people you're into anime. Absolutely, you don't tell anyone right. else. We had, we had that famous joke that you'd rather be watching something else right. than watching anime. Right. You'd rather be telling people that you're watching anything else. Right. And so, so I don't know. I think it's just like, it's almost like a, <laughs> I don't know what you call it. It's like a, a moment in time that's like so um, applicable to society. Just a snapshot. It's just, but like, there's a word for that. I don't know oh, what okay. it is, but freeze frame. Um, no, yeah, I don't know. It's like a t- 
ten dollar word. I'm sure it's a ten dollar word. Right. That's why I can't think of it. Right I only now. got three bucks in my wallet, exactly, dude. I don't. Got, dude. I got nothing for that. But uh, <laughs> it's it's. I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of like a glimpse into. I, I honestly, anime as a genre, like becoming sure. more mainstream, and becoming like not that thing that necessarily you feel bad about telling people that you enjoy. Yeah. 100%. Um, I mean, like just for instance, like you've, you've said you've talked to like different work people or people that like are not even on your team necessarily. Like I would never in a million years have considered doing that but in it came 2016. Out, oh, absolutely not. Or but honestly, like, even now, frankly, for me, just because <laughs> my say, office is very, very different. In, tw- in 2021, it came up organically in conversation, which blew my fucking mind, right? right? So this show, I think, like, because I'll put it this way. When I started this, and I still am now, I'm standing on the precipice of a 90, but I'm teetering. I don't know if we're going to get into that, but I want to find out why. I want to find out why I'm teetering. Why? I mean, you'd have to tell me. I can't tell you. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. So, like, I'm, I'm here. And one of the things that gets me closer to that 90 is kind of what you're saying. This show, how fucking it, hot it is. It's so hot. <laughs> no. Oh my um, God. It embody, but it embodies that feeling of like somebody gets your passion, right? right? When no one else around you and you feel like you can't tell the world what excites you, someone else understands what excites you. And that'd be as if like, you know, you or I like, or just you and I, but also like you were to like, oh yeah, I just like to draw cartoons, but I don't know what anime is. Interesting. So you love animation, but you don't know what anime is. And I love anime, but I can't draw as well as you can. You, your, your passions converge and you can understand each other. Right. That, and that feeling is a very like palpable, but also very specific feeling. So this show not only targets that, but capitalizes on it for a romance slice of life. So I think that's big pro tenant number one. It capitalizes on the feeling of someone understanding your niche passion and not quite anything else can replicate that. Some other shows might. Keep your hands off. Uh, Ears and Kuhn, yeah. Very good. Very good, yeah. And but that kind of captures a bit of it. You know, it's a squad of three chicks and they get it. But um, the way they capture this one in a romance slice of life, it doesn't hit like most others so i that's kind of where i'm at with positive on that so all right i think it's time to get into this is uh, it is it time is it time now yeah um let's do it i'll take all it from here all right uh, do it I'm get so i've gotten a lot of i guess pushback for what people are deeming hypocrisy about Etchy blasphemy in, in regards to this show versus other shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted to endeavor to explain why I think it's more acceptable in a show like this than it would be for like a rando show to just be unnecessarily etchy. Speak your truth. My um, there's this. All right. I'll just start with why I think this show makes sense. Number one, it's literally a show about a relationship. It is about romance. So, Having a character like Gojo, who's obviously going to be noticing, like, Kitagawa's insane bod. Insane bod. Right? Like, it's not necessarily, like, it makes entirely too much sense to me that he's, like, you know, noticing these things. Right. But also, like, Marin as a character, she, like, is a model outside of this. Yes. I think she said she models for magazines. He even said, like, you're in a magazine. I'm like, yeah, that's my side hustle. 
right? I literally, so I she's a model. Yeah. Um, she likes to cosplay. <laughs> yes. She also likes to cosplay erotic things, like from from games or shows and things like that. So it's literally like, her genre is etchy and like, uh, arrogant and like like hentai shit. Like, right. That's so her it game. would be. I think really weird and sterile as a show if there was zero edgy in this, in my Interesting. opinion. So you feel, and I, I want to get this on record because I do, I'm in your camp. I'm in your camp here that you would feel that a complete devoid and lack of Ichi and softcore shit in this show would be weird to not have any of it there. If they're literally saying, yes, I'm going to cosplay this character who straight up is wearing like, lingerie the, yeah. yes it would be weird it'd be weird right so to um, that end people giving me a lot of shit because i don't like it in other shows and it's just because it like this fully folds into what the story is about it also fully folds into like the flow of the show to me etchy yeah. in other shows yeah. is just so jarring and unnecessary um for instance like you, you've got a shonen like fire force yeah, and this girl just literally cannot keep her clothes on. But it's always in like a situation where they're about to go fight like the big bad, and you're like, "What the what fuck is, is the point happening? of this?" I actually feel that way a good bit about. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Absolutely, I feel that way a lot about that show, and that's actually been a big turnoff for me on that show. But to- but, but like, I just also wanted to say, like a couple weeks ago or whatever, we talked about uh, America Chan. Yeah. Like, that for me was wild as fuck to, like, just show, like, ass shot pans of this, like, girl who's supposed to be scared out of her mind. It's just, like, it made no sense to me why even add that scene in except for, I I think what it is is, like, if an etchy scene feels genuine to to the plot and genuine to, like, the idea of the show, like, it it does not feel, like, a negative to me. I love that you brought up Mirika Chan for this because... Um, what's interesting about Mirko Chan is that I remember talking, I think it was two weeks ago from the airing of this episode, that Mirko Chan is trying to emulate Slice of Life to subvert it with horror. And them placating on the, the tropes of Slice of Life, they, I think that's the sole reason I could justify the Ichi being, Echi being in that show. Now, in this show, in my dress up darling now we have a show that is specifically from a character a narrative point of view like there's literally every single angle you come at this show from the etchy needs to be there it needs to be there which is wild and the way that they they worked it all in to your point you're right if they didn't show some of that it would have felt weird as a show about costume play so I think it's that- also like a little more real realism too, yeah. like honestly, because there was you know uh, after their first like cosplay gig and it was super hot, right? She was just <laughs> she was just dripping with sweat. Yeah, like that is a reality. Like I hate to break it to you guys, but like that's a real thing. Models unfortunately still sweat, right? Yeah. And those, so not, not all the shit they wear is like breathable, and they have corsets on, and like they're literally like in costume. So you know. <laughs> In, there was people that were giving me shit for that scene and I'm just like what the fuck do you want them to say like 
I wore an ice vest underneath, so I'm perfectly heated. Okay. It just it just feels like a little bit of additional realism. Like, and Gojo is horny as fuck for her. What do you expect him to be looking at? I don't get it. Right, 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 right. But but I want I want to hear your thought on. Everyone gave you shit because I I think the the crux of the shit giving sure. is I'd love to figure it out because it be, made no sense to me. It's because people are well, like putting all this etchy shit on a platitude like a like a plateau right that all etchy is built equal which right? it is not it's, it's not it's clearly not so i want to hear from you you know i think we talked about a big part of it but like why why do you think people take etchy from maybe my dress up darling and like mishoku tensei and they equate the same that oh ethan hates the one in uh, in this show but he he loves the one in this show where where is that where are they missing the line do you think like what makes well i think potentially a bad example just because i think the reason mishoko tensei's is so weird is because it's predatory right it is predatory but that's also because of his character growth we can get into that in a different episode but and i also like that show literally devolves into like a fucking fantasy sex novel, right? Like at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah. you know, a lot of the shows that I have liked in the past that I didn't know the, <laughs> the full length of turn into something like that. So it's, it's kind of like hard to really tell from a first season. Uh, I can think of a few, like the realist hero turns into just like a sex novel. I didn't know that. Okay, let's um, then let's the take Eighth Son. Are you kidding me? Turns into, <laughs> that turns into a sex novel as then, well. Then let's talk about um, maybe is it Ron Pickup Girls in a Dungeon or America Chan versus this show? Sure. What What about because they actually and I, I'm actually gonna I'm actually going to put my hat in the ring for this one on the animation of this show. Good God, this Sakuga in the little moments in this show fucking phenomenal. I also think the last episode, they went to the bajillion They went degree. to the nines, dude. I watched it and I was like, this is so fucking gorgeous. The last two with like the ocean and like the yeah. fireworks, like good lord. And like uh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be dead ass serious. When they're in the love hotel and he grabs her, like her midriff and like just like the midriff, just like every like every frame was animated perfection. Yeah. Just a little jiggle to everything. And I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, the budget on just these little scenes. Maybe that's part of the etchy. Maybe etchy needs to be animated well. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious if that has anything to do with it. I, for me, it's, it's really just comes down to like, does it fit the tone of the show or not? And this, like you, you put it the best, honestly. There was no way this show could be as good as it was without it. Now there were certainly opportunity or situations where this it went a little too far. You got an example? Uh, I actually didn't feel that much. When sh- when Shinju comes to his house, what's her name? Shinju, yeah, the the sister, right? Shijuna. Shijuna. So comes- Juju. Juju. Yeah, sorry, Juju, yeah, Juju. comes Juju. to his house. Yeah. It's like raining outside or whatever. Her grandpa and she takes says, a "Fucking shower." Her grandpa says, "Yeah, she she can go like dry off or whatever in the bathroom." He like. Uh, Gojo just like opens the fucking door like without knocking or anything even assuming right. it was Marin I'm like where did he expect this to go regardless of who it is that's a really fair point like um, you could have opened it no matter who it was and still so have he just like slams the door open and she's like full ass naked in front of him and then also falls and we get like you know an, an, an unnecessary pan 
Yeah. I think there is certainly an opportunity to to parse the scenes and say like there's there's places where it went overboard. I totally will not disagree whatsoever. But in my opinion, like saying like for for instance, all etchy is equal is ridiculous. But but I think I feel like that's what people are coming at you with, right? Like, oh, this show has it, well, but also this show has it. People right? are so- assuming my opinions on things based on like specific snapshots of shows of other like other shows. Well, sure, yeah, that's but what like, I'm trying to clear the air. That's I'm silly. Trying- <laughs> it is silly. It is silly. But like, also, you know, we're not like super family friendly show here, but like our relatives listen to it, so it's not like I'm going to be like talking about hentai and like porn right well i mean just like I, silly i think i've said hentai like three times in this show but so saying it sorry, is different sibs. than like talking about it <laughs> don't look up that word sibs but yeah all, all that all that being said you're right is that it's it's something that you know it doesn't need to be in every scene but i i still really enjoy the way that this show used it i'll, it, I'll like give you an example of like sure, sure. actually two two shows one from last season and then one from previous to that okay the world's end harem thing has to have etchy in it. Yeah, but that's like it's all right, all right, all right, all right. That show is just written to have it. This show is written and needs it. There is a clear line in my mind. I agree with you, but I'm also saying like, do you expect me to say watch Worlds in Harem and be like, wow, there's too much etchy? That's fair. Do you know what yeah, I'm saying? No, no, like, I get, I get what I'm trying like, to, I'm trying you to walk make in knowing it's going to happen. That's the right. other thing. Right. When it's jarring and comes out of fucking nowhere, what do you expect me to say? If you're fully prepped walking in and you see it, you're like, okay, fine. Right. Cool. Or if you know like the eventual like storyline, right? Like I still will never be on Mashoko Tensei's um, bullshit. I just think it's really, really sick. That's frankly. fair. That's fair. But like a show like uh, The Realist Hero. Like if I had known that it was just gonna devolve into like a he's gonna collect women and at some point have kids with all of them, right? Like I could at least know that it was coming and not feel so like taken aback when like weird shit's eventually gonna happen. Right. A show that a show that's written so it can be there rather than a show that is written so it needs to be there. Yeah. There's a difference, I think. Like like a, like and, and that's how you know that you have trash etchy shit is like again i keep going back to is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon you never ever ever needed it for the plot line of that show but it's there anyway right it wasn't written to have it but it's not written in a way that needs it and that's how you know you have trash etchy you have shows that are trash etchy shows now i'm gonna let you like pump the brakes a little bit on how to train whatever the fuck it is pick up girls in a dungeon pick up girls in a dungeon okay okay. there's literally like sex goddesses like what do you expect them to be but again the show as it's written high level fantasy world dungeon crawling it didn't have to have that well it literally was like a main plot line that the like one of the sex goddesses like wants him and so his goddess is Right, trying to fight back. Right, I, I, I'm just I hear saying, you. like that. I hear you. Made sense to me. It, it, it makes sense now that you've watched it. But like, there are three types of shows. There's like, you know, uh, my dress up darling. You have World's End Harem, and you have Ron and pick up Ron and pick up girls in a dungeon. The the Ron and pick up girls in a dungeon. It didn't need to have etchy, nor was it written in a way that it would allow it. It just happened to be there. So it's kind of this benign not needed but present etchy now you have world's end harem that was written like a redo of a healer 
written explicitly to make sure that harem is part of it right. and that's fine for the people because and like you said you walk in knowing that it was written that way literally you look at the synopsis online yes there's gonna be a lot of softcore shit and you walk in knowing that and that's cool but you can also deny yourself at the door nah not for me that's cool that's why i think the is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon is the epitome in my mind there's others clearly there's others but like of trash harem where like you didn't it didn't need to be there and the show wasn't written in a way that you required it you know redo of a healer was written in a way that required it you know and so was um uh that monster masume show or whatever the fuck and then then you have the final but true thing which is my dress of darling where it's a show that was written where you need to have it, but you also, you walked in knowing, but it just felt so organic because that's the vibe. I that's also part think of it. There's a, there's a little bit of a difference where the main characters react appropriately to the actual ecchi, whereas, yes. yes, like Marin's a model, she doesn't necessarily care. She, like she obviously knows she's attractive, but like she wants so badly to do this cosplay and so badly to like get a really good uh costume made that she like does not mind necessarily like the essentially near nude situation she finds herself in with Gojo. Right there. But there's still yeah. points where like even her will get or, or even she will get like flustered. flustered. There it is. Which is like I think very wholesome is not the right word, but like it it seems organic. very on track and organic. organic. And then That's Gojo, really he also like will constantly flip between this like um very shy version of himself and then and the like slap super, your face, get ready to do yes, business. This is a fucking job. Right. This is a job. I right. like and he'll ignore all of the lewdness of the situation. Right. So I love the way you put that. Because but I think that's insanely realistic. Imagine if you're making is. something for a cosplayer, you, you would have, have to, to do this. Like this is just, literally, it has to be done. Yes, it's you are employed or asked to do a job or a duty by this person, lewd or nude or whatever the fuck they are in front of you. You still have to measure that bust, baby. Like you got to get that right. Like or your job sucks. Like or your product sucks. Right. So I love the way you put that. Marin being very not shy and open about changing. She always said, oh, yeah, no, I'm just changing right now. And then Gojo got flustered. That's a very natural reaction because, again, she's a model. She's been doing this all the time. So her just getting unchanged in front of people is very common sense, no fuss, no mess kind of thing for her. And then with Gojo, it is still every time she does it, it's so new. It's such a it's a novel thing for him. So the the organics of this show is the other tenant of why I think that the uh, you know the etchy is like very or you know I, I hate using or, we have another word besides organic right there must be some other word natural sure why not real USDA grass fed choice cut etchy baby that's it so it being presented felt natural him freaking out about it felt natural it happening a couple times 
And the thing she got flustered over made me laugh a lot. Because remember the time that she like, oh, I wore a fancy bra today and it was one of her basic bras. And she's just like, oh, fuck. She got flustered not because that she was exposed, but like, it's the wrong one. I wanted yeah. to show them the good one. And she's just like, oh, shit, this is one of my basic bitch ones. Oh, I, I love that. So like her and Marin as a character, she flipped back and forth between like completely on her shit and also like completely out of it like not yeah but that's like that whimsical type of person it's great specifically whimsical type of girl yeah like yeah you would definitely like it felt very very real like realistic to have that type of person act in a similar manner that she did right and i think like the character uh, at least you know marin was just so lively like there was a like a almost 3d (laughs) kind of impression she makes on the audience i feel there's there is a lasting effect it may just like, be like her energy almost i like, want it like I, there was just something that was just like blapping out of the screen i think it was the fact she and i think for a lot of people a character like Marin kind of embodies a vision of people who watch anime or just like those fa- that fan base that like wants to wear themselves on their sleeves but can't or won't right sure and she does wear every part of herself on her sleeve if you're there to listen, right? With her friends at school, she doesn't talk about the cosplay shit, or when she does, it's kind of she she swiftly puts it back in the bag and kind of thing like that. But if you listen to her, you're actually paying attention, like Gojo does. She wears everything on her sleeve. It's all right in front of you if you're willing to listen. So I think she embodies kind of this escapist fantasy of a lot of people socially that you know, I kind I think we all kind of want to be a little bit of Marin, right? You want to wear a bit more yourself on your sleeve with that level of confidence and that little that jovial nature that she does right. it with. I kind of want to be able to do that. Who doesn't, right? You know. So I, again, there's something again organics, natural. Something about Marin's character and the nuances of that. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And um, and then uh, I mean, like I I don't know if that is going to be enough of a reason for people to not think I'm a hypocrite about Echi. I think if you disagree, like it's clearly a you problem at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, cause at like for- your opinion of my opinions is like, <laughs> it's very hard to, for you to know possibly what I could possibly be thinking. Nor should you try to clap back right. on their opinions of your opinions, of their opinions. And no, 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 no. I can clap back on them judging my <laughs> opinions all day long. I'll clap back, no problem. That's <laughs> that's neither here nor there. All day long. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. There, there's just there's a very clear line, right? Like, I, I mean, I'll just fucking come out and put say it, it all dude. out there. Like, yeah. even redo the healer. Like, all of the etchy made entirely made sense. It made sense. It was abhorrent. Like, aberrant. yeah, it and was wild. It was awful, but but it, from it the made context, total fucking sense. Yes, from the context of the story, it made sense. That's why I and think I, people go back and forth on Goblin Slayer a little bit. I mean, it, that didn't make sense to me. It was it, it was like over the saying, top, right? unnecessary. It was unnecessary to prove the evilness of the goblins, right? The Which is like okay, kind of. I can kind of understand the through line, but their execution was way too poor. Then again, I've read like plenty of books where shit just goes like very very aggressively in one direction for like small periods of time to just like almost shock value didn't combatants will be dispatched have like a scene like that in the beginning or am i forgetting something there's another scene there's another show that had a first scene like goblin slayer and i can't remember i think no it was it. Iduate d 
deities or whatever. Idaten. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Iaten deities only know peace yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That, that kind of show, right? That seems unnecessary. And it was entirely it was for that show. completely unnecessary. So, you know. I, every- I don't know. It's just like Etchy's fine if like it plays along with the theme of the show. It doesn't like feel jarring when you watch it. It feels like, you know, it's additive to the plot rather than like a rando tonal shift that is unnecessary. Or at least the plot dictates that it should be there. It doesn't, so it doesn't necessarily have to be additive, but if it's a natural result of the plot. I'm not a fan of like shock value shit in anything really, to be honest. And maybe that's where like... The horror shit for you doesn't really come in. I'm curious about that. You don't like the shock value shot like... Horror is like six percent shock value. Yeah, but I'm like numb to like gore and killing people and Fair stuff enough. like that. It's just like if you're trying to use like a very violent sexual assault as your shock value, it's like it's not a good time. It just feels very weak. It needs like it yeah. feels like your plot blows and you had to throw something very, very shocking in there. Unless it is a very natural result of the plot that you have. Those things, while on screen kind of hard to look at, because they're clearly awful things, from a plot or a narrative standpoint, if you have a reason for these things to be there, then so be it. But utilize, right? Context, results, reaction, and then the, the consequences of those things. Utilize that. Those things are reality. But then you have something like My Dress of Darling. It's not... It, it isn't even so much that it like needed to be there. Like you said before, you literally couldn't tell the story without it being there. It literally actually literally needed to be in this show for it to work as well as it did. I just think it would be a much worse show. It'd be a worse I mean, show. I think certainly there would still be romance. There would still be um, this like blooming and blossoming of a, of a relationship between the two. It's just that like, I think they're trying to lean on like the more adult side of like high school plus the the more adult side of like modeling. Yeah, but I but even so much I per- if this was a college age kids, I would be much more okay with it. Like Okay. There's certainly like a little bit that I think needs to be said about like continually sexualizing these high school children for like consumption. I hear, I hear academia is awful about this, but I'm just saying like for consumption of adults, it's sure. just it's a ja- it's a Japan problem, frankly. It is. Um, it is. Their like age of consent is 13, and they recently had like this huge poll. I think in I think it was like Statista or something like that. It cannot be supported of well. uh, whether you know anyone or like. They just asked a shitload of people, and they're like, in Japan, if if they felt like that needed to be raised, and it was like 75% said they like literally didn't give a shit about it. No way. That's actually different than what I thought it'd be. Right. So it's just like, I think it's really a cultural issue. Um, huh. But yeah. To, at least from, point, from our perspective from, from America. That was just going to say, right? But we I, are not Japanese boys. And I we, still am like not really... I'm not sure how... 13-year-olds are supposed to be able to make those types of decisions. Now, once again, these are two kids of the same age, and they don't actually do anything super sexual. So it's like, it doesn't, yeah, right, it right. doesn't feel like a weird show where it's like, yeah, Rudius literally is trying to you know, steal panties from all these girls, or he's, he's like trying to feel up Eris while she's like knocked out, like 
nothing like that is happening. And so like my abhorrence toward those types of etchy scenes should not be equated to my, I guess, like relative okayance. Right. <laughs> That's a okay. new word. O- okayance. Uh, I want to I want to use acceptance that. That's awesome. Of, acceptance. Of duds. Well, your your okayance has been heard. Um, Thank you, Ricky. You're so welcome. Damn, Richard. <laughs> so, like the the idea again, not all etchy is made equal. This is something we need to show because this show is the it's the the point makes the case right. Like right here, case in point. This show is how you use etchy to its absolute fullest from what I've seen. I don't think I've ever seen a show beyond this. And I know there's some probably exists out there and I can't wait for people in the discord or uh, in the comments to tell me why I haven't seen a A or B, but this show is exemplary in its way that it uses etchy and softcore shit and a little bit of the erotic because this is a passion that is built upon some of that and you have someone who is very comfortable versus someone who is not comfortable at all and that mix that her comfortability introduces it but his uncomfortability makes it a whole etchy scene from start to finish it's a it's a beautiful melding and it just and it, and it kind of like elevates the scenes where those don't happen but there's more romance like the fireworks and the ocean it the, it elevates when that's not there because, like, you see them not in a lewd situation, but there's still those slice of life romance no- romance notes. And yeah, I mean, like personally, if if I I feel like if you felt it was really like over the top and weird, like I urge you to look into like what happens backstage at like um those like fashion shows, right? Like shit like that, because I I've seen like a few. Um, I don't know documentaries or whatever about like Fashion Week in Milan or whatever. I mean, it happened, it'll be like it happened to me. Like I worked backstage for nine years, at and that like and one of the big ones was uh, the ballet that we have in town would do a show every year, and you had you had that you like people like naked in the fucking hallway, like yeah. in the green rooms and everything like that with the doors open. They don't even have time to close their doors between changing for scenes. You just gotta get used to that shit. Like genuinely, and like, there's no way around some of that. Sometimes in certain situations, they do a anime about you know theatrics or acting. They're gonna show some of that. People like quick costume changes. You have you have 25 seconds to get out of a dress and into a stripe pin like a pinstripe suit, and you got to get out on stage in 25 seconds. You're not going to a changing room. You're just doing it right right in the wings. Like that's how it's gonna be. So I don't know why people think we'll be like, oh they. They just had this much etchy in the show, and it's just like it's the same as the other one. No, context is important, always important. Yeah, and I think like if you even really compare it to Western media, I think there's a lot of like movies you watch where like the the head spy or whatever will go in the back oh, of like yeah. a strip club or even like a modeling event, and like everyone's just like straight up topless or whatever chatting, and it's just like it's gonna be that way. Like that's not any less bad than this show like so why that. does that get a pass that's a good question why does that get a pass maybe mentally with other people well i mean they're adults so i think that's a fair that's also a very, fair immediate <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair thing a yeah. fair immediate uh criticism um 
I mean, I don't know how to get around this, right? Like they they make shows about high school kids. I don't know. Like I wish it was college kids, right? You know, right? Adults, whatever you want to call it. But it's just it's just like I'm guessing there's not as much, um, I guess, marketability or profitability from those types of shows. And it very well may be just like the shared experience that the U.S. Um, audience doesn't get for these like Japanese high schools. Like I have no Ooh, nostalgia toward that. I like that because you're maybe you're right. Maybe there is a cultural we well, but we, we we both of us recognize there's a cultural disconnect disconnect in some of these shows, right? I mean, like definitely around the like delinquent slash bullying thing, the Tokyo Avengers kind of shit, like. like yeah, but they're also like the dorkiest type of delinquents. <laughs> they totally are. Right? Like our yeah, delinquents right. will fucking shoot you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it'll uh, happen, yeah. So it's just it's just very weird to me, like this this difference in culture there. Um, but maybe even like universities just so different in Japan they don't think it would have wide appeal. And, and maybe even though just- like personally I feel like they're University is probably more similar to ours. I was just going to say, but we just don't get to see it from an right. anime standpoint because no one gives a fuck about university students. And I think the one show that recently at least had ventured to do that was that Rent a Girlfriend, which we never ended up finishing. There was a meme about us not giving a Whatever. shit about that show. I don't care, man. <laughs> I, I'm thinking like Steinsgate too because I, I know that the main character was also kind of like his like early 20s and like that was, for me, I considered him like an old man just because we are so used to seeing middle and high school students as our titular characters right so i think to this point that that might be a bit of a problematic situation but i think you know you get stuff like great pretender black lagoon you know like you still get some of the adult shit even my senpai is annoying like the one it's like a comedy but it's an office comedy about adults and you know i yeah but then like you get as many nuggets Toros, you get as many Takagi or whatever the fuck that. I was just gonna get. I was gonna ask you a question about that. Do you still? And I, I think I know the answer because I think we're both aligned on this. Would my dress up darling actually hit as hard as it did if they were like adults versus high school students? It would probably hit harder for me. Exactly. And right there. But like is, I, you know, I don't like children, and it seems like <laughs> Japan really likes children. I don't know what to say. I think it's because it's the target audience is like a budding, you know, high school audience, and we just happen to have to live but with like, the fact is that. It? No, that's the thing, right? For this show, it's not. I don't. For this show, I don't think it is at all. So it's. I think that's my biggest concern. Is it's like these shows they act like that's their target audience, but, but it's a lot more adult. These people have money to buy this shit. They cannot be fucking high school students. Right. It's just that simple to me. And so, like, I think all of these shows, like, I love this show. So, like, you know, whatever. But this is why I want to ask. But I I just think that in general, there's like a a serious potential problem here where they're making these these shows like super etchy of, of high schoolers. But like the actual target audience is much older men. Sure. Right? Sure. And like, I think this this more than a lot, right? Like, because it's definitely like one of the horniest shows uh, that I've seen. It's horny as of recent, for days, dude. Um, it's right there for at least the last couple of years. Um, I, I think there's depth to it, though. It is. I think there's yeah. a lot of like, you know, good points and pros versus the con that I'm talking about. But I do think like, at least I would feel much more comfortable if this was about adults. <laughs> 
Yeah, right. Because I, I got like to your point. But I I, there's feel... a, there's also this difference, and I did want to bring this up just sure, quickly. Sure, sure. Where it seems like they groom children in Japan to be independent from an extremely early age. Yes, I've did you notice that. Like, I've cause, seen like, like a lot of. Oh, like, she's in middle school. She can't have a part time job yet. What? But I've seen like a lot of YouTube videos, even of like they'll have five and six year olds riding the train by themselves to go to school. It's just like a such a different culture. Um, and then in this case, you see Marin lives essentially by herself. Yeah, her parents have nothing and to do with it. That's an extremely strong trope throughout all of anime where like you'll have this random high school kid that just lives entirely by themselves. Like fifteen year olds having entire apartments, right. paying rent, like, think buying their own food. Yeah. Uh think My Hero Academia's gotta yeah. like they literally all live by themselves. You know, think everyone fucking uh Toradora. Uh, yeah, Dora uh Dora Hetero. No, Toradora. Toradora. Yes, Toradora, yeah. And um like there's so even fuck Naruto. Like literally wow. he's sponsored, but he is living by himself at age what, fucking nine? Like he doesn't have like a guardian age in like the household. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Age one. He doesn't have a guardian in the household. Like the from the time he could stand up, he's at least paid for, but he's living by himself, eating milk and ramen. That's all he's doing. So like Well, I feel like feudal Japan is probably a different story. <laughs> And not necessarily applicable to my dress got, up darling. Well, you know what? You know, we're we're going deep and wide hey, in this one. I appreciate the reach. Yeah, I'm going for the reach. It was a long walk, but I like the view. So all that being said, I completely understand what you're saying is the fact that like it, it it's such a trope that like I said, in this show, there's assumptions about when they should be working part time, making money. Remember, like he was talking about Shinju, Juju's sister. And saying like, oh, I forgot she's in middle school. She doesn't have a part-time job yet. Assuming that 14, 15 is the part-time job age in Japan, right? right? So like his assumptions were like, it made that entire scene because of the assumption that she should be working. So you're right. This grooming of like, but let's take it from the flip side. Is it that we are not working early enough in America? Do you think that we're capable of that kind of work? If we are societally pushed for that, you know. I mean, I'm not gonna. This isn't like uh, which, I know which country's philosophy is better. No, no, no. I'm I just, think I'm just we curious. have a lot of issues. Japan doesn't seem to have as much of. Sure. Um, and, and maybe it's just not publicized. But I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable letting an eight year old kid, you know, walk an hour away. Absolutely it, it's not. actually a conversation I have with my uncles and stuff who lived, you know, their 80s, right? 80s, sure, sure. When they uh, used to... Where they were like little kids. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess 70s, 80s. Yeah. They would like bike t- a town over by themselves. I used to Like in the too. middle of the day and nobody would give a shit. Like their my... parents would just be like, come home by 10 or whatever. You even, you even watch like movies about the 80s and stuff like that or even Stranger Things. Like, the kids are just out doing their own thing. Shit, you think the Goonies could happen today? Absolutely not. Just going out on the well or some shit. Mm. Um, and maybe that's, like, a commentary on how our society has devolved. Is but, this where we're going right now? I, uh, I did open this can of worms. It's just, me. it makes it tough, I think, as, as like, a Western audience, a Western observer, to really, I like, connect with, like, <laughs> the pure and un- unbridled freedom that these kids have. Yeah. And they just happen to consistently in 2022 have it. Well, it's just like, think about it. We didn't, like, you or I probably didn't have this level of freedom until we were 17 and we had all those, uh, 
you know, we could drive and we had like a million uh, study halls. Fair. Yeah, we had a lot of study halls in high school. Like, we had a I lot. I mean, my last two years of high school, I just, you know, we, 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 we just had, the, we, we had fourth and eighth period, baby. So yeah. you had the Alpha and Omega Wednesdays. You yep. got those on the right days. So I, I understand it. And I feel like that this show, you know, it, it's a slice of life, but it's one of those, you know, again, reminders of like, what life are we slicing exactly right? Yeah. Like, whose life? A Japanese high schooler's life, an American high schooler's life, or adult's life? Can we relate to that even in our own past or in our own present? And, you know, this may be something why, at a larger scale, why me and Ethan may not be the biggest slice of life fans. I can't, I'm not going to speak exactly for you, but I feel like for me, I don't relate to some of that life that they're slicing. And that might be part of it, you know? But this one I related to very heavily. Like, the the thoughts of Marin and being, you know, who she is on her sleeve, Gojo's reserved but tenacity uh, into his passions. And, you know, I, I don't well, know. I think you... this one is better about making it things that you could apply to your own life. Yes. Rather than necessarily, like... It knew its audience really well. I think. Well, I'm just saying like being passionate about something that people necessarily don't talk about a lot. I think anyone can really ap- apply that to something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I like that. You know, we're, we're like an hour in, so I did want to just like quickly run through a few other things that I, I thought up, were baby. cool. Uh, people didn't like their interactions with Juju and Shinju. I like those. I thought they were great. That was great. I, I thought it was like a real um, opportunity for them to figure out like the, what the pros do. Yeah. And then like, you know, kind of under, like become, I think that's another thing that's interesting. Like when you get into a new hobby, like you can be really into it, but unless you have friends that are also into it, like that you find through the hobby, it's kind of hard to like get deeper into something like that. We know this very intimately now that we have a lot of podcaster friends with the anime podcast game. So I, I think we felt that specific, but I like the dynamic between Juju and, Sin- and, and her little sister where, you know, she's the pro little, the little sister, right? Little quote unquote <laughs> by age and age only. She is a, She's Miss Thickums, but also that sounds weird because she's like super young, right? Really, really young. So I'm not. I'm just gonna leave that one on the table. But there's older than thirteen, to be fair. She is older than thirteen, I guess. But you have you have the the little lolly looking older sister who is an absolute banger in the cosplay (laughs) game, and then you have the younger sister who is the great photographer but has always wanted to cosplay like her older sister. But she's also kind of always felt like she's living in the shadow. And I love the subversion of the character she chose to play was Soma-kun, a boy in that Flower Blaze show, I guess. That's part of this universe. But I I love that subversion because she popped off and she just like showed up and like, oh, yeah, I'm a boy now, so whatever. And in her insecurity, freaking out, we got this, Beautiful use of flashbacks, which I think this show did brilliantly was use flashbacks. Her entire flashback of like 15 minutes culminated in proving why she was completely insecure about becoming a boy as a cosplayer. And after all of that, like that trifling and strife and all that, both the people she was most anxious about showing this off to loved every bit of what she came in with and i that was a very wholesome moment 
Yeah, and that. like this show's not without controversy. Like obviously the etchies part of it, but there was also a character that Marin wanted to cosplay that had like a very dark complexion. Oh, right. So she like uber tanned. Yeah. Um, and supposedly yeah. that was an issue. Whatever was people that an, are was people that an whine. Issue? Yeah. Um, oh, cheesy Pete! Come on, guys. I mean, Twitter is a absolute. It's a fucking, fucking wasteland. Hellhole. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, so but I I think that is it's interesting in a show where they do try to. I feel like they tr- leaned very, very heavy into like if you love the character, you should be able to cosplay them. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, even like they talked about, you know, Juju. She says like she she likes to play those like lolly type characters because that's her, her like body type. Exactly. And then Shinju said she couldn't cosplay anybody that wasn't like massively busty. Let's just say. Sure. But like Gojo is very, very like. I, I just loved the the growth he had to where he was like. No, go after your passion, kind of thing, because of what Marin was able to bring him into, and like show him, kind of like a new world where he can kind of belong as well. He which learned is like, to care, right? Yeah, he's able to like also usher in other people as a result. I think it's kind of like that that the philosophy where like if you're nice to somebody, then they like have a brighter day, and they're nice to somebody, and that kind of like the pay it forward kind of scenario. Karma, karma is not a cosmic force; it's a state of mind. Where like you're sure. you're more aware of like the positivity around you. If people are positive to you, and you are just more positive to them. So I mean, it's it, I, I I totally understand that. And Gojo is kind of the perfect embodiment of that. That he uh, gives forth those positive vibes because of Marin's influence on his life. So, but I just really thought cool. it was like such a like you know beautiful scene essentially to say like look if you want to cosplay him let's do our best to to help you to do that let's take a crack at it right and i I, it's just like it's something like to complain so badly because marin got tan for her role yeah it's like it's kind of like this weird double standard that people have even in the cosplay community where it's like like a lot of people say you could only play like the the same race of character. Yeah, right. 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 But then like another half of the people are like, no, you can do whatever you want. Right. It's the love for the character that matters. But That's like, the first and also thing. there's this yeah. this lashback for her going tan for a character. Right. It's just like I think what a strange thing. But it's just another scenario where I mean people just gotta worry about themselves more than everybody else. <laughs> That's true. Right. And it's true. just kind of like in a show where they're trying so hard to like show you can do you you can enjoy these characters and become these characters regardless of your body type, regardless of your skin color and all these things. Like a, a very inclusive message I thought. Yeah. If to, you have a to, if you have a passion this, for the character, it's all that matters. Right. To get this like backlash I thought was just like absolutely ridiculous. That's so, strange. I didn't I didn't even I didn't even hear the backlash. Yeah. So okay, well, that but, we don't go on Twitter. Well, no, yeah, I don't go on Twitter. So you know what? Is it time to do it to him? You think we got to do the score thing situation? Or you got more? You can score first. <sighs> All right, I'm gonna give this an 86 out of 100 lolly costumes. <laughs> I think that's really, really low. I know. Um, 86. Jeez. Oh, you're, you're, you're. I mean, it, it was definitely a show where, like, every episode, I was like, "Fuck, I want the next episode." 
Really? Oh, also just to comment, I think both the OP and ED were absolute banger. The classics. OP was absolute fire. Didn't They're skip it once. That classics. was wired. That was yeah. wired. I listened to both entirely. I was wired every single time I got that OP. Um, ED, ED was fine, but I I, didn't I thought skip the it. ED was better. Do, 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 do. Okay, okay, okay. I skipped it because I knew I had to binge it so I can come to the lab to talk about yeah. this. But the OP. Uh, chef's kiss no notes platy right platy um, further like not a big deal right definitely helps yeah mm. oh you're that sounds like 90 noises oh we're way above 90 oh my goodness i'm somewhere between 95 and 100 i'm just trying to figure whoa, out whoa what the fuck i told you i really fucking i know you fucking show. loved it i didn't think you were gonna be in the high 90s my dude hmm. <laughs> I'm just trying to even like find an analog of like a show that I really enjoyed. Um, I I want to say I think there's been a 99 out of your mouth in the past. I, I can't remember. Saints got the list. <laughs> uh, well, the first half of like it was Sao or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Sao. Oh, GCP. Uh, do I have to do some editing to cut this out right now? Nah, I mean, you, <laughs> you, wanna, you, you, you guys can in? understand how how beleaguered I am trying to figure out a. So that a score. actually, that's that is a statistic. While he thinks that's something that if someone wants to give us numbers on, is the number of seconds between quote unquote doing it to him and actual numbers out of our mouth, right? Like the, how many seconds and minutes between that and actual numbers out of our mouth? Because for me, I think my dead average would probably be around like six seconds. But for you right now, you are well. Currently, way, it's tough. But you are normally, way. <laughs> I have an answer immediately. You are way out of here with that one. But I, I, you know, what did you give Mashoko Tensei? Like a ninety-four or five, dude. This is a better show for no, sure. No, this is not a better it's show than that, better. dude. I'm sorry, man. Um, 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 fuck it. I'll just say ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! That's an A pluser. That's a it's mean ab- A pluser. Ab- well, it's not an A plus, but it's definitely good. That's an A pluser. Come on, ninety eight is an A pluser. A ninety eight is not an A plus. Well, then what is then? Ninety nine or a hundred? A hundred is an A plus. Oh, come on. There's definitely a plus no. up top. Ninety two is a B plus, and ninety is a B plus. There's definitely a range. I guess you you went to like some crackhead college. My bad. Do a, a crackhead college. You and I went to the same high school, my dude. We definitely had... We didn't have A pluses. We definitely had A pluses. No, it was A, B, or C. There was no in-betweens. No in-betweensies. Well, whatever, man. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to be a D and C your way out of this fucking lab. Very How's bad. That? Very good. Very Horrible. Good. That was an disgusting. F. Disgusting. That was an F. You know what? That was an A plus. How's that? I'll take that. But yes, sad. Doesn't matter. You <laughs> just heard a ninety-eight out of Ethan's mouth. You should go watch. I will say because uh, I gave an eighty-six because I felt like it is, uh, it's a a well above average show. It doesn't fall into the nineties for me because it's it's part of a genre that I don't feel like I can quite understand and understand. It's fully exemplary, but like the case for a ninety plus is very much made. Like that's totally fine. Okay, how about like this versus like Oran Host Club? Ooh, and I'll watch Oran Host Club. I actually would probably put Oran Host Club as like a ninety. 
They're just different, I think. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. It's something about Oran, like, will hit me in the 90s. Yeah, but, but when like, you get this second season and now, hold you on, see no, them no, kiss yeah, you know, hold and, on. Like, become, become uh, a thing, an item. That's what I'm saying. And maybe like, they fight, like, oh, God, would that ooh, be awesome? Like a proper fight in yeah. the makeup. Like, a proper drag, drag out, mate. A proper drag out. All right. Fine. Season two comes around, and if it's this bang into season one, it goes way up in the 90s for me. How's that? All right. I'll there take that are. all day long. Yeah, I'll write that check, and we'll take it to the bank. But thank you guys for coming to this, I would say, strange class. We had a show that I don't think we commonly like the genre of, but Ethan was, he's a fucking fiend for this one, man. Yeah, I mean. I respect you for that. I don't know. I've wa- actually watched a fair bit of this type of shit. You guys just don't hear about it because I'm not going to like talk about a million shows that we haven't reviewed. It is strange that they think that I'm so much more open. I have I to think put we it in both, the pocket. You know what I'm saying? You do. And I think we both venture our own ways out into the different ethers of the Go anime. Go your own way. Go your own way. But thank y'all for coming to this weary very weird class uh if you want to check us out anywhere else you're already on the platform go check us out in our backlog over there but all of our links in the description below anywhere you're listening to this patreon.com slash ubology only if you can give us some monetary love one dollar and up gets you into our discord with all of our past guests and the lovely patreon folk and uh there's been some discussion about wiki pages lately which i did not know that was happening and it's very strange yeah i think fandom is more likely i think fandom is more likely. um also the youtube channel is back current so if you'd rather watch yeah we we got a good workflow for that yeah you can do that like Um, comment subscribe over there for sure please um and then like i do have to backfill kind of the 30 plus episodes we missed but what do you, what do you uh, mean they're just lost to the ether who cares well i hope not <laughs> some of them for sure are so yeah, there's gonna fair. be that but yeah. uh yeah if you'd rather see the visual content feel free there hello we're back on it we got a good workflow for that yeah and i'm really happy I, I i'm really so happy too. what we got um three dollars and up on our patreon get you into the syllabus sidebar lo-fi high vibe sometimes anime sometimes not sometimes on hiatus and sometimes visual show where we talk about life and shit and experiment with different types of content we, we don't talk about shit, just so you know. We may Fecal have, matter does not we may have an episode about shit soon. It does not end Purely about poopy. How's that? Poopy caca. Poopy caca. <laughs> yes. But uh, I think, honestly, that is it. Uh, you know what? Give us some old school love. If you want an anime that you want us to watch, hit us up on the Gmail. We abolish you podcast the at Gmail. The old snail mail. The old snail mail. It's, the, it's the, uh, the old way of communicating. You can hit us up on the DMs, but you can also, if email feels like your vibe, Hit us up with that. Sign it. Yours truly. Weebs Bestly. I don't care how you sign it. Just do it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Weebs Bestly. Yeah. What the fuck? Weeby Dearest. <laughs> yeah. I'm just having fun with these now. Yeah. I think end. we should totally end it. We're going to end it? You're All going right. off the deep end, my guy. I'm going off deep end. But until I can claw my way back up the cliff of the deep end I just jumped into, I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this is Deuces. I'm climbing up that wall, my dude. I love the beat. At least you're not in the void. I'm not in the void. We're we're doing better with that. It's a good start. <laughs> it's a good end. 